ikigai is? My what? No, figuring it out, fam, my fig fam, my fig babies. I am Kaylee. And I'm Grace. And welcome to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Today, we are discussing, today we are figuring out Ikigai. This bitch is making me say, today we're figuring out Ikigai. Okay, (laughs) so that's all I know. That is all I know. (laughs) Okay, so I chose to talk about Ikigai today for a couple reasons. One of them being that... As of late, my Instagram reels have been flooded with people talking about it. So I had to do, of course, a deep dive into what the fuck is this. Two, you'll learn it's based around Japanese culture. And Japan is a huge inspiration for me. Like, I want to go on my bucket list, the culture, the food, the fashion. It's beautiful. So I just became super fascinated into what it means. So you want to dive into it? Can I teach you a bit about it? Yeah, I would love to learn because I truly all have no idea what I'm diving into. You haven't been spammed with those Instagram reels of people talking about their ikigai? No, I think that's on your your analytics. (laughs) That's your vibe. I get fitness shit. Also, if you're tuning in on the tube... I'm fucking half tanned up because I'm at the hotel, y'all. My neck is five shades darker than my face. So just a disclaimer. It looks beautiful. <laughs> We're here for it. We love it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, okay. All right. So give it to me. What is Ikigai, Grace? So it's a Japanese concept, like I mentioned, and it roughly translates to the happiness of always being busy. What's interesting about this upon like first hearing the translation was that wasn't the message that was presented to me when I was watching these videos. So essentially the concept of Ikigai is that you have this purpose and passion that's within you. Okay. So it's supposed to be the perfect mixture of passion, mission, profession, and vocation. Everyone has an ikigai and that's your purpose for life is to fulfill your ikigai, okay? And I feel like this is super relatable, especially for younger people. I know about myself when I was in my early 20s, trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with your life and what's the meaning and everyone's saying, do what you love. And you're like, what does that even mean? What do I love? I love not being poor. Like, it's a lot. Telling you to figure it out at like 17 years old, mind you. When you're a baby in the grand scheme of life, you haven't lived enough life to know what the fuck you want, right? Mm -hmm. So researchers became super interested in Ikigai and this concept because it's practiced a lot in Okinawa. And Okinawa, Japan is one of the blue zones that we've talked about. So for those that aren't familiar, it's a place in the world where you have the most centarians, I believe they would call them, but people that live a really healthy lifestyle that live over the age of a hundred more often than others. So for every a hundred thousand people that live in Okinawa, there's almost 25 people that live over the age of a hundred, which is way, way more people than most places in the world. Okay. So 
people wanting to study, you know, what makes their lifestyle so special, Ikigai being a part of it. But I'm going to break down some of the other pieces first. So part of being in your Ikigai and living this life of health is something that they live by in Okinawa, which is this miracle diet. Okay. I like miracle diet because everything like you hear whole 30 and keto and plant-based, but like miracle, like what's the miracle? You know what I mean? (laughs) I love it. Give me the miracle fucking deeds. Okay. So for them, it is a lot of vegetables. They're not plant-based, but they primarily, they have veggies on every single plate, right? And not just one specific vegetable, but a wide variety. They believe in eating diversely, okay? And so that includes a minimum of five servings of fruit and veggies every single day and at least seven different types, okay? More than 30% of their daily calories comes from vegetables, Another curveball is that grains are the foundation of their diet. They eat a lot of white rice. Mm. They rarely, if ever, eat sugar. Even in comparison to other parts of Japan, they eat a significantly less amount of sugar. And then they also practice eating fish three times a week. Yeah. So I was just curious, as someone that is in the health and fitness space, What do you think you have in common with this diet and what stands out to you as being something really different? Yeah, this excites me because it is, so you go through all of these fad diets, right? Most Americans have, um, or they will. And with what I've studied, the most common thing that I've learned is just the basics. You've got to take all of the bullshit noise out, like stop cutting out your favorite foods, stop cutting out your favorite carbs, stop cutting out fat, just stop. So I love this diet. I love it. I'm actually like living this diet in prep right now. So I'm eating fish a lot. Um, I have cut my vegetables, you know, just for bloating purposes, but off season, I load up on my favorite vegetables. And if you're not a big vegetable person, I supplement with um, greens powder. And I use the Truvani. Guys, it's the best green side note that I've ever tried in my life. I also um, recommend Truvani's vanilla protein powder. They sell it actually at Central Market. And that was oh, where I bought it. And it is yeah, they're in, uh, I think they're also in Whole Foods. Okay. Food Babe. If yeah. anyone's familiar with food base. I didn't realize it was her protein powder. And I yeah, bought and it because it looked really delicious. And it was. I bought her bars. Okay. Um, they're called the only bars. And they don't have all the bullshit in them. I haven't tried them yet because I'm waiting until after show. But Cody said, my husband said they're really good. But anyways, and then, you know, the rarely, you rarely eat sugar. Yeah. Sugar, like the white refined sugar is so processed. All we need is the food from earth. Again, back to the basics. We need the fruit that's you know, going to provide us with the sugar that feels good, that tastes good. It's fucking nature's candy, right? So I love this diet. I'm here for it. I also am super here for it. I had mentioned in the month of April, I really wanted to uh, try something new. And I think I'm going to stick with the miracle diet and see how it goes. So I look forward to reporting. And Grace is a Ever since I've known her, since we were very unhealthy drinking Svedka from Strong, has <laughs> um, always been a very, you could be like, um, what is it? Just only fish. 
what's yeah, it called? Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Like she's yeah. always ate like that. So I feel I don't like know. you could fucking do this. I do too. I love fish. I think it's delicious. And there's a bunch of different ways to cook it because it takes on the flavors like what you're cooking with, depending on what fish it is. I love grains, but obviously like not ultra processed and all that, but like not having a, like you said, cut things out, but really just focus on the basics. This was really exciting to me. Yeah, And I think that I really enjoy the focus on the variety of foods. And I Mm -hmm. believe as you already hit on, this is a lot of to do with trying to get all of your different minerals and antioxidants and that variety that you need. And we have supplements, which we're fortunate for to make up for that when we're not able to get it through food. And I know the U.S.'s food system is flawed and there's a lot of studies that come out with saying we're not getting the nutritional value we need. That's like a whole nother podcast, but anyway, the miracle diet. So questions that come from this are like, why is the world aging faster than people in Japan and people or in Okinawa specifically and people who practice Ikigai, which we'll get more into, but I wanted to go over some of these tidbits, which I found super interesting. So There's actually no word in Japanese that translates to our word, which is retire. Japanese people believe when you find your ikigai, which is your passion, your purpose, mission, and vocation, you are so fulfilled with work that you don't want to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And I know a stereotype is, especially in business and international business, that people that work in Japan work all hours, you know, they're crazy hard workers and it's a lot to keep up with. But a lot of researchers say that's just because they're so in love with what they do. So key to keeping youthful is to not quit working. Whatever you do what work. you love. Yeah. Right. Love um, they also have something they call the 80% secret. When it comes to food, they typically will eat a tray of food that consists of five plates four smaller plates and one slightly larger plate. And it's a variety of vegetables and the main plate being a slightly larger plate, which is typically your protein or mix of sorts. It's supposed to help trick your brain into thinking that you're eating more when you're actually eating specifically designed portions. And the point of this is because we're on, their own goal is to only eat up to 80% of their full tank. And I know that's something that's learned, you know, don't eat until you're overstuffed because actually if you overeat, which is something I am so guilty of, I love eating until I can't breathe. (laughs) This will wear down your body with its super long digestive process. And that actually accelerates the cellular, cellular oxidation, which increases free radicals in the body. And you can tell this through blood tests, free radicals leads to disease. So essentially just having the wherewithal to stop yourself before you binge will keep your body aging at a, at a less speed or less rapid pace than it would otherwise. So in one of my nutrition classes, they teach, they taught us to teach our clients to eat to 80% full. What I came to notice within my clients is a lot of them don't know what 80% full is. Totally. So if you have a, if you want to try this, I would recommend going a little hungry and just feeling how that feels. It's all about like 
for me at least, how I learned is just feeling the sensation of actually being hungry versus the sensation of wanting the food in your mouth because it tastes good. So, and then just, you know, eating slow and just feeling your stomach fill up. And that was a way that's worked with my clients just to see like, what does 80% even feel like? Cause a lot of us don't know that. So, and what does hunger feel like? You know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world to be hungry. No one's preaching starvation, but I know a lot of researchers talk about how comparing a caveman lifestyle, which is a popular fad diet trend versus now something that they did have was not having constant access to food whenever they wanted it. And that's why intermittent fasting has become so popular because it actually serves your body to go through periods of hunger. So I love that suggestion, Kaylee. I think practicing being a little bit hungry versus overindulging is a great tip. Mm-hmm. Another secret to success when it comes to a slow aging process for um, people that live in Okinawa is connection, which we had talked about a lot. It is finding your community, feeling responsible for being a part of that community and having people around you that you love, care, and respect. Basic principle of human needs, honestly. In addition, a big one is your brain being in shape is equally as important as your body. So they spoke about in this book that I read, which I'm going to recommend, which is called Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. There is a study by an Israeli neuroscientist, Shlomo Breznitz, excuse my butchering of that. Um, But he argues that it's actually a lot more challenging. Your brain needs a lot of stimulation in order to stay in shape. And what we typically give our brain to stay in shape is not enough. So yes, it's helpful to get on your little app and do your brain teasers. Yes, it's helpful to be reading a book. It's really about the consistency and the frequency that we're challenging our brain, which is giving it the food and fuel it needs to stay in shape. So neurons in our brain actually start to age in our 20s, which is like fucking scary to me. So (laughs) to combat this, we need to present ourselves with a lot of challenges like playing games, picking a new subject to learn, putting yourself in challenging situations that requires mental effort and mental load for you to figure out how to solve the problem. Yeah, I have a um, a doctor I follow who's very, very big in brain health. And if you're curious and just like how to help your brain stay healthy, this guy is amazing. His name is Daniel Amen. MD dot underscore Amen, A-M-E-N. Um, he's amazing. So if you're curious about how to, he has like a whole supplement company all to support your brain and brain scans. He actually just posted one today on, um, it was like a serial killer's brain because he just brain scans people all day versus like a normal brain. So that is a good guy to go to just on social media if you want to get a little tidbits on protecting your brain health totally look into it do the research you are so you know inspired get some scans done free things to do play a game like that's why 
video games, we can knock them all day long, but it typically is like a challenge to the brain to be able to solve complex problems, solve a puzzle, solve a maze. And that's actually really good for people. So don't be mad at your kids and your husbands because they are working their brain. (laughs) Yeah. That's another thing I actually learned in school was um, video games. Yeah. Are good for your brain but they are addicting. So just be aware of that. With everything, right? Yeah. Everything comes moderation. Right. Something that we also all know to be true, but have a hard time dealing with in one way or another is stress because stress will kill your longevity. So we know that when we get stressed out, there's an alarm that goes off in our brain and it makes our neurons activate the pituitary gland, producing hormones and releasing cortisopatropin. Which in turn circulates through our body via the sympathetic nervous system. And so the adrenal gland is triggered to release the adrenaline and cortisol. I have a running joke with my boyfriend. Every time he tries to say something or come at me sideways with any type of tone, I say, you are triggering my cortisol right now and it's going to make me gain weight. So fuck you and fuck off. My cortisol levels. And now he always says it back to me, like, bae, you're triggering my cortisol, okay? (laughs) You want that shit to naturally rise. Totally. Some stress is good, but we live a lifestyle that's high in stress, and stress has a degenerative effect over time. So a sustained state of emergency affects the neurons associated with memory, the ability to release certain hormones, the absence of hormones, which can cause depression, insomnia, anxiety, high blood pressure. I could keep going, but those were the top ones I thought we should hit on. So Mm -hmm. it's like sugar and stress, devil, okay? We we can't be living in that heightened state of emergency if we want to age and let our body age in a successful way. Yeah. Just finding ways that you love to de-stress. So like this, I always say like, it's different for everyone. So I may like to walk outside and Grace may like to read a book, like whatever it is, you know, meditation, yoga, um, highly recommend. Right. Finally on my list, something that I feel personally attacked by, but it's really important is a lot of sitting or a sedentary lifestyle will age you fucking fast. Sedentary lifestyles lead to numerous diseases like hypertension, obesity, cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, all different types of cancers. Sitting all day is not good. And if you're someone like me and you work at a computer all day long, this one is really fucking hard. It's really hard to find the balance of being active, but like having to get your work done. Right. For me, I know I struggle, but some practices Kaylee's encouraged me to add into my life as well as, you know, professionals will say walk, get your 20 minute walk in every day, walk to work. If you can bike to work, take your dogs out after work, you know, simple choices like choosing stairs over the elevators, finding hobbies that are particularly active, Worst thing you can do is spend your day behind a computer screen and then immediately after work, plot behind the couch and watch your favorite show. So like once a week, instead of like going to watch my favorite show after I worked all day, I'm going to just walk around the block with my kids or my dog. And then, you know, that could be like, oh shit, this feels good. Like sometimes I feel like me and Grace, we force ourselves to do something we don't want to do. And then we're like, why haven't we been doing this? Always. I think most healthy 
activities when they're not already a habit and you're trying to build them as a habit into your routine, they feel like going to therapy or going to the gym where you dread it until you get there and then you leave on like the greatest high. And we know the science behind it. We know why, but it's the mental discipline of getting through something in order to appreciate and enjoy it. But that's strengthening your brain health by presenting yourself with a challenge, Mm -hmm. something you don't want to particularly do, but you know you'll benefit from. So some tools to fight aging, right? Get your fucking sleep. Get your Z's. A lot of people, a lot of models have the tip before a fashion show, they'll try and sleep for nine or 10 hours because it makes your skin wrinkle-free and baby plush. Like your body gets the reset that it needs. Okay. So sleep as much as you can. I learned something interesting. Melatonin actually is really good to help fight aging. Apparently it strengthens, strengthens the immune system. It contains elements that protect against cancer, promotes the natural production of insulin, shows onset of Alzheimer's disease, prevents osteoporosis and heart disease. Melatonin production actually decreases after 30. So we have to compensate by eating a well-balanced diet, getting a lot of calcium, getting the right amount of sun, not overdoing it and avoiding stress, alcohol, tobacco and caffeine all of my favorite fucking things excluding tobacco yeah that bad habit a long time ago oh that was not a fun habit no it was like me trying to be cool not everyone here was like a little 90s baby but there was a time when I tried to like Grace to be cool with like her friends and Jen me and Jen yeah they were like the disgusting mint ones Uh uh-huh and every time I would have one I would throw yeah And that was, I threw up a lot at our party days. Like I was just always the one throwing up. So I'm glad it wasn't me. Now I'm chugging water. Thank God. Okay. (laughs) The last thing and uh, a tip to help combat aging is stoicism. So we talk about stress. Keely mentioned meditation, getting outside for a walk, different ways to cope with stress. Stoicism is a really good way mentally and physically to cope with your stress. So stoicism is a practice of not allowing things to affect you by taking them for face value. So they say it's serenity in the face of setback, right? It lowers anxiety and stress levels and stabilizes behavior. If you're interested in learning more about stoicism, I would recommend looking into Ryan Holiday. He's an author that's actually local to Austin, and he has devoted his career and his writing to being obsessed with stoicism. I have like a daily devotional style book, but it's a daily stoics uh, writing. So it's ancient text that then Ryan Holiday translates to make it really digestible for your modern day reader like myself. That's awesome. It's funny because Grace has been teaching me stoicism. She, anytime I call her with like a panic attack, it's like Kaylee stoicism. And and she's really helped me. Thank you. So yeah, I'm going to have to pick up that guy's book. I I need to get it for you for your birthday. I really should buy it for everyone. I tried to tell my mom about it and she told me to fuck off. So I think I hope (laughs) you're listening See, you get there with me and we'll get there together. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So stoicism is something I would recommend. I... They also mentioned in this book something interesting to me, which was logotherapy. Have you ever heard of logotherapy before? I have not. So 
I'm not sure, you know, don't hold me to this as to the person who created it, but mm-hmm. Victor Frankel, who was a survivor of the Holocaust and did a lot of psychology work, he's like accredited to most of it. So I'm assuming he's the founder of it. It's a style of therapy that helps promote your ikigai, you finding your purpose. So they talk about it in the sense of one of the first questions that Victor Frankel would ask his patients if they come in expressing concerns of anxiety or depression, he asked them, why do you not commit suicide? And that kind of summarizes the style of therapy because the entire goal or purpose is to force you into considering and evaluating different things and people and practices in your life that make you want to continue to live. So in logotherapy, as someone shows up feeling anxious, a therapist helps guide by asking these pretty harsh questions to the patient, to their desires and what actually makes life feel meaningful to them. Patients supposed to then discover their purpose. They can accept or reject that purpose. And then they create a passion, which is supposed to overcome obstacles. That's awesome. I mean, that's intense, yeah. but I appreciate the intensity. Because- I was going to say, I, Kaylee is such an intense person. You guys, I knew this was going to speak to her in so many ways because she'd be like, fuck yeah, like that's rough, but like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I like go around to people and be like, but why don't but you why are you suicide? Yeah. They're like, someone come get this girl. She needs to be admitted to the clinic. SAP. What the fuck? Yeah. I, out of here. I think it's interesting though, too, because I also love to be challenged in therapy. And that's not something that all therapists have great tools to do because a lot of talk therapy is designed around letting the patient come to their own conclusions. And although that works for a lot of people, for me, like I, I need you to call me out straight up all the time so I liked this I was like okay I don't know if people still practice logotherapy but sure someone out there does I'm gonna start googling (laughs) zoom in to some ikigai Japanese logotherapist so how is it that we find our ikigai we know all the benefits of having an ikigai learning through the Japanese Okinawa culture, how they like have been able to prevent their aging ways for us to overcome why we age so fast. But how is it that we find our actual ikigai? So the author of this book that I read states in order for you to live in your ikigai, your purpose, you have to achieve a state of flow as a yogi obsessed because I believe our days in our life are designed to flow. Sometimes we feel like we're flowing upstream, downstream. It can be a chaos, but we're always in flow or as Ikigai means always in a state of being busy or in motion, right? So if you're living in a state of flow, you find your optimal experience, okay? Which is when people are so involved in an activity that nothing else matters to them, right? The experience itself is so enjoyable that people will do it at any cost for the sheer sake of doing it. It's doing something that you love, that you're obsessed I'm, with. I'm literally living in my ikigai right now. You are. Like, this is like 
this is why my life has changed, not to make everything about me, but <laughs> it's like just why I've changed my life is because I've found such a passion for what I do and teaching others what I love. And it's just, it fuels me every single day. And I truly can't think of doing anything else. Like I have fucking found my Ica guy. You're living in the state of flow. You found your Ica guy. Your Ica guy lives inside of you and you're living it out. You're living out your truth, which is another yeah. way that people say it. So what if you're someone that's not as blessed as Kaylee? Okay. Maybe you haven't found your fucking flow yet. It's been a long journey. Well, y'all know. Y'all heard my story. It's been yeah. a long journey. We, we're very happy for you. No one's envy here. We only promote. We only love. But if you're someone that hasn't found your flow... These are seven conditions you need to create in order to achieve your flow. One, knowing what to do. You need to think of things in your day-to-day -day life that you do that you enjoy. Or think of things that you've been curious about that you don't do that you'd like to try. Two, knowing how to do it. It's really important that you choose something to do or try that isn't easy to you because when something's too easy, we get bored. And it can't be something that is impossible to solve or impossible to do. For me, an example of that would be doing surgery, right? I'm, I'm not going to, it, it's not really realistic for me to say I'm going to be a surgeon today or tomorrow. That's an additional 10 to 15 years of fucking school and experience for me to be able to do that. So when something is too challenging or we're going to call extreme circumstances to solve it, all that does is give us anxiety and stress. We already know we're not supposed to live in a place of anxiety. You want to find something that's right in the middle. It needs to be a challenge for you to do. So for Kaylee's example, changing her entire lifestyle, creating a completely new routine, habits, meal plans, everything. So it needs to be difficult, but not impossible. And that challenge, living and, and being disciplined in that challenge will get you to the state of flow. So you also need to know how well you're doing. There has to be landmarks to feeling success, right? So in Kaylee's example, progress pictures. right, progress pictures and for you competing and, and being rewarded for your work, right? So you also need to perceive significant challenges, the feeling of overcoming something really difficult, which we've already designed it to be difficult. Overcoming that is a win and helps you stay in your flow. And then Knowing that you're learning specific skills that you can give and provide to your community, also really important for your Ica guy and to live in your flow. So tips on that, like I said, choose something that's difficult but not impossible and be clear on what it is that you want to do and your objectives of why you want to do it. You know, having a why behind it is incredibly important. And then focusing on a task at a time. We often get distracted by thinking of the big picture, but the truth is we need small, tangible goals in order to get to where we want to be and be in our state of flow. Right. And so I would 
Sorry. Oh. Um, I just wanted to add in, if there's something that is fueling your fire, something that you do that maybe not a lot of people can relate to why you're obsessed with this so much or something that when you're working, you're thinking about, or you're wanting to go do it every weekend, that is where you should start. Think about why is this like, there's a passion in here for this. There's a fire. That's where you should be. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. I think for me, I live in my flow. I ebb and I ebb in and out of my flow. I think I know where my heart is and where my ikigai guy is based out of, but I don't know the specifics of how I'm supposed to show up for the world with that. And I'm learning that. Yeah. So I found this exercise to be incredibly helpful, which they recommend writing down all the activities in your life that you do that help you enter the state of flow, the state of love and obsession for what you're doing. It has the conditions that we talked about and look at all those activities and see what they have in common. You know, for certain people, they thrive working alone. You know, it has to be a task, a tool, a vocation that is is for you to be successful independently. Some people love being in teams. Some people can't dream of having to do, you know, work behind a computer. Some people have to be with their hands or outside. Like figure out what it is that's a repetitive pattern for you and let that help be a guide to you as you're choosing a new challenge to help you live in your state of flow. And last and final clear takeaway, in order to live in a state of flow and to live your true ikigai and to prevent aging because we want to be beautiful without having to do as many facelifts as possible, you have to be resilient. So someone who lives by their ikigai will not quit no matter what understanding that this is your life's work, okay? This is your purpose and your mission in this life, regardless if you feel the cards are stacked against you. Being resilient is just critical. Some ways to continue to practice being resilient, even when you feel like it's not worth it, stoicism, because we're learning to not take life so personally. What other people do is a reflection of them and not of us. And remove things that make you feel fragile. That means getting rid of people and things, habits that generate losses for us. So if that's, you know, you have an insane amount of debt, creating a plan that gradually makes you pay off that debt. If you haven't let go of certain toxic people in your life because you've been practicing loyalty, time for them to go. If social media distracts you from your ikigai and feeling good or confident about yourself, or honestly just being a time suck for you from getting the work you need done, time to get let it all go. We have to be resilient and being able to live out our ikigai and really give our gift to the world. That was fucking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I literally want to cry. This is like <laughs> such a universe. Speaking to hippie Kaylee, just <laughs> knowing that like I'm here about to compete, do what I love. And like I get to sit on this podcast with my best friend who is fucking teaching me about Ikigai, something I had no idea what it was. And this bitch is coming to me with just all of the good feels. And I'm so fucking happy. 
that I just learned about this right now. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, no, I was going to say, I feel equally as lucky. Obviously I like obsessed with you (laughs) and I'm so happy to get to do this, but two, being able to use you as an example, I, I hope you feel the honor that that is because you are someone that has faced challenges in this, in this choice, in this journey. And I hope all of this just like validates your choices and how you feel and why you've been so committed to the process. And the biggest thing that wasn't like just something that spoke to me when you're reading was when one lives by their ikigai will not quit on it no matter what. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, yes. So Mm -hmm. I needed this bitch. Thank you. It's true. And it really is. I know it's, it's hard because we, I mean, maybe not everyone feels this way. I'm a Capricorn. I need money. I am a materialistic gal, which is funny because at the heart of things, like I, my heart bleeds for this shit. Right. But I like nice things. And so it's, very easy to ignore your ikigai and to chase dollars, to chase comfort. Comfort is something we all get trapped in. But all this to me was a reminder that there is a little spark inside of me that's been screaming and I need to get myself into a state of flow in order to really live this out. So For me, I am going to make a list of all the activities that bring me into my state of flow and analyze what they have in common. I'm also, like I said, really excited. The month of April, I'm setting myself up for a challenge, which I'll be doing the Miracle Diet. Love it. And really looking forward to maybe doing the part two to this at the end of April (sighs) and, and kind of talking about what I've journaled about and what I've learned about myself so that we can do like a full circle. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. This was so fucking awesome to listen to. And I'm looking forward to part two because I can't wait to see what this bitch has to offer. Yes. Even more than what you already are offering. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, thank you, Grace. I hope everyone finds their month their ikigai. I hope everyone figures out their ikigai and I yeah. look forward to talking about mine. On part DM two. us, DM us if you know, whatever, DM us your ikigai, DM us your little steps you'll be taking. Um, thank you so much, Grace. And thank you for helping us figure out our ikigai. And also, oh, I was going to put in our email. Just if anyone wanted to shoot us a little email, it's figuring it out underscore gk just like our instagram handle at gmail.com um we'll put it in the notes um but yeah all right thanks for figuring out your ikigai with us and we will see you wednesday see you next week Bye. bye we hope you enjoyed this episode and please if you have not already like subscribe rate and review you can also watch the full episode on YouTube at figuring it out underscore GK. Your support means the absolute world to us, and we look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday.